You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. All right, welcome to another episode of the Well Women podcast. We have Samantha Doyle joining us today. She is the creator of the Live to Serve Academy. She's a growth obsessed social change advocate with a background in yoga, Ayurveda, fitness, and coaching. And she thrives off helping people pursue their potential and transform their lives through the path of self discovery. Welcome, Sam. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And for those who are unaware, Sam is actually a beautiful friend of mine and she is the founder, as I mentioned, of the Live to Serve Academy where I studied Ayurveda. So let's kick it off with the question I ask everybody. What day of your cycle are you on and how are you feeling? So I'm glad you asked this question because even though I'm quite in tune with my cycle, which you'll learn more about later, I don't actually track my cycle. I don't know what day I'm on. I do know. <laughs> I do know what's happening for me right now. Um, I had a tired day, a down day after two weeks of, uh, after a week of hustle. Um, but that could also be training involved. And as you, we mentioned earlier, we talked about it before we got on the call. I was like, I'm ovulating so tired. And she's like, no, you're ovulating so you should be high energy. And so anyways, <laughs> That explains a lot because I, I was training yesterday. I was, yeah, I had a really good week with business. I nailed some deadlines the last couple of days. And so I'm probably just a little bit tired because I've been working hard because of all that energy. Pushing yourself to the edge of not getting to burn out. Yes. <laughs> a fine line. So tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do, what the Live to Serve Academy is and what your purpose is at the moment in this beautiful world we live in. Well, uh, so my story, my backstory as to how I got into what I do now as uh, a wellness coach in inverted commas, if we were to put it in a box, um, kind of fix, fits in with your uh, approach to understanding cycle and the importance of this, a woman's cycle and health. Um, because when I was 19, I got diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome and also was mentally like unwell. So I was going through rehabilitation for an eating disorder, was on all kinds of meds. Um, doctors told me that I would never recover from the PCOS stuff and that I would never have children. I actually got told that at 19, you'll never have children. Um, they don't know what causes it. You know, take this hormone cream and you probably highlight highly likely miscarriage, all this kind of crazy stuff. Um, fortunately at that time I did a bit of research and came across Ayurveda, started practicing yoga and meditation. And from there, 18 months later of living the Ayurvedic lifestyle and yogic lifestyle, I fell pregnant with my first child and, um, nine years down the track, I'm a mother of four with no four miscarriages. Four amazing kids. Four, four beautiful, kids. healthy, vibrant children. And mm -hmm. I'm one of the healthiest, happiest people I know. So <laughs> No, no more symptoms of eating disorder or PCOS or any of that sort of stuff. So that's how I got into what I do because I, going through that process myself, I realized that through lifestyle, so much can be remedied. 
and through understanding nature and personal um, unique body blueprint or the doshas in Ayurveda, um, so much change can actually happen and healing can actually take place despite being in a diseased state. So going through that process myself and, and experiencing that transformation made me just go, oh my God, how many other women are experiencing this? How many other people are being put in a box of diagnosis and kind of not knowing what questions to ask to actually get better solutions or answers or just not even knowing where to look for education around what other options are available or if there are any other options available. So my job really allows me to fill that gap in the industry where I will, I will come in as an interventionist type thing and work with people in their complex health situations, whether it's mental health or physical health, um, and just to help them pave a, a way forward to a journey for healing and get hooked up with the right um, therapists and medical doctors and whatever because um, it's it's never usually just the one framework there's usually a lot going on whether it's people's um, belief systems or other obstacles and challenges they face so with coaching it really as you would know allows us to work on a personal level with people and helping them find resolution and solution for their journey mm -hmm. so, and now with Live to Serve Academy I actually train I have a system and um, a coaching program, a mentoring program that actually certifies people as Ayurvedic transformation coaches and gives them business skills and works with on a mental level as well with Ayurvedic psychology trainings and yoga and all kinds of stuff. So, and that further works into that filling the gap in the industry, in the health and medical industry of not just working directly with people, but actually working with health professionals in helping them get educated on these other areas of holistic health so that they're knowledgeable as well when they're working with people. It's a lot that <laughs> you do. It's funny, like you're the woman in my life who I look at and I think, oh my God, she has four kids. She's a single mum. She has an amazing business and she keeps herself balanced whilst serving others to help them become balanced in their own lives. And I'm always, there's a movie called, I don't know how she does it. I have to watch that. Yes. You <laughs> I've never seen watch. it. <laughs> I know you don't watch a lot of movies like that, but yeah, there's the movie, I don't know how she does it. Often I'm like, how does she do it? How does she do all of this? And for those who don't know, um, when I did become certified in Ayurveda, I studied at the Live to Serve Academy with Sam and Sam covers so much amazing stuff from Ayurvedic psychology and having over a decade experience as an Ayurvedic nutritionist, which is something that you haven't mentioned. Mm. There's so many like facets that come together. And as a coach, I think, and something that you taught me really well is that a holistic approach is really an all round approach. It's not just focusing on the mental side or just mm. focusing on the body side or the food side. And when it comes to cycle health, it's something that I've really through the well women approach, it, encompasses everything nutritionally physically emotionally and spiritually that's the whole holistic yes picture. thank Agreed. you for giving me the light you could say <laughs> yeah <laughs> has a funny way of doing that <laughs> it does, doesn't it so give us a bit of a background as a mom running a business teaching others how to become coaches themselves and start mm. their own businesses how do you stay balanced and in tune with your own body as a woman and as a mom well, I think definitely before I launch into the whole 
these are my daily rituals and this is how <laughs> I manage. Um, I, I want to express how many years of intensive work I put in to actually get the philosophy and practical understanding of Ayurveda and yoga and how many years of implementation it took for me to unravel my health, my complex health situation to when I fell pregnant, that was, that was, that was like a winning moment. That was like, wow, this is really working. But it still took me a few years after that to really work on my mental state and unravel completely unravel the eating disordered stuff and the behavioral stuff and the negative self-talk. And so there was a lot of work that I invested in right um, in the beginning of that healing journey as I was coming out of PCOS um, that ended up being tools for life really. And part of that was understanding my emotional state and how to um, separate myself from my mind and then also develop my mind and body as tools on my journey through life and not be so engrossed and overwhelmed by my physical body or my mind, which comes through yoga teachings and practice and daily, you know, spiritual practices and things. So um, I don't want to in any way portray that it's easy or has been easy or I got lucky. <laughs> it was a lot of work, a lot of work in um, creating those foundations. But then over time it was like the things that were so, so hard to be disciplined in, the things that were so, so hard for me to comprehend and grasp became second nature because for years I stayed rooted in my Dinacharya, my Sadhana Bhakti practice, um, so my spiritual practices, my and daily And for those meditation. who don't know what that is? Sadhana Bhakti is my, my devotional yoga practices on a daily basis. So it's funny, it's like one of the questions I get asked the most, oh, you're a yoga teacher, you're a senior yoga teacher, you must practice all the time. What does your practice look like? Thinking it's like some hour of power vinyasa or something, but I place very little emphasis on asana these days because it really is hard to fit that in with the kids. And my main um, anchor in life is my mantra meditation and, and that's where I invest most of my time, one to two hours a day. And it sounds crazy, but it's one of those Instagram meme things of like the days that you're busy and you need meditation more kind of thing. I just know one of the things that keeps me balanced is if I practice two hours of much meditation a day, everything and anything is possible. So that's my main foundation. And then my other secret is um, not so secret because it's available to everyone is daily routine and Dinacharya. And that is such a superpower <laughs> that, you know, to harmonize with the harmonize our biological rhythms with the rhythms of nature, um, which I think is really powerful in that it, it helps to harmonize the mind as well. And you're no longer wrestling with, should I eat now? Should I eat then? What do I eat here? What do I eat then? It's like with the seasons, with the times of the day, um, with the, the energies of the day, everything is already sort of laid out in a matrix and it's just up to us to choose to align our behaviors with that and surrender into it. Once you do, it just opens up so much more free time and space on a mental and emotional level. Um, so the combination of that spiritual nourishment with surrender into nature um, really does create a really beautiful and solid foundation for creativity and for being there for my children and being present in my life and 
Um, also just like not, I'm not hard on myself. I'm disciplined, but have a nice fine balance between effort and surrender as far as how my days go and can pull off a deadline, no worries, but can also have lazy days. So I think it's a really, you know, knowing how to find that balance is really important and, and such an individual thing. And it's funny that you mentioned about balance because Ayurveda is all about the balance. 100%. The Everything. Yeah. It's, it's the all foundation. about finding balance. Yeah. Mm, balance of the mind, balance of the body. And when you have balance of both, that's when they synchronize together. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, and this is a topic that I know a lot of women who listen struggle with is separating the mind, like the ego mm. from the, the daily things. I want to talk on routine, but before we go there, I want to talk about separating the ego and I like your intuition and what you're really guided to do versus the ego of the mind stepping in and really leading you to that path of burnout. Yes. So I think, I mean, I could go, there's two ways I could go with this. (laughs) There's one in a very practical sense of um, learning and understanding that we're not the mind. And that's just on a very, uh, you know, I, I think even through watching fucking, sorry, I just swore. <laughs> right, PG. A PG, I'm keeping a PG. Sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> just the mother for kids. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're all um, We talk about poo, periods, <laughs> and sex on this podcast. <laughs> so that's okay. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, moving right along. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> even if you start to like, even social media, is talking about how we're not the mind and that we're spiritual in essence and we're not our emotions. We're not, you know, all the social status stuff, you know, we're different from who we are as people. And through both yoga and Ayurvedic psychology, we can actually learn the structure of the mind and that the mind is different from intelligence and intelligence and the mind are different from the self. So the thing is, is like when it comes down to it, we're either feeding, listening to and being, driven or pulled by emotions and the mind and the chatter and all the ideas and never ending suggestions and all that sort of stuff. Or we are looking at our life in a very practical, pragmatic kind of way and creating, making decisions about how we want our life to look. And then whatever's going on here, still staying disciplined and choosing to live that lifestyle rather than getting wanting to do that but getting pulled away by the mind and ideas and other suggestions and distractions. So that's a discipline that I really found through yoga and the process of yoga. Um, and I think it comes back to as well, which we won't go into now, but, but yoga offering meaning and purpose and then mm-hmm. aligning what you're doing with your life for that higher purpose. So I think that's where I, that you know, yoga is, is so incredible in that sense is that Ayurveda offers the, us the practical lifestyle, but yoga offers us that meaning and purpose. So the two go really well together in having a reason to heal and a reason to live and move forwards and to f- stay grounded in your self-care practices because you know it's for a higher purpose, not just to be constantly trying to be well, you know, which can kind of get boring if we're completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, and it's, we, we're human and we're looking for the next thing. That's yes. like why we go from wanting the acai bowl to wanting the mesquite powder to wanting the spirulina. Like mm-hmm. we just want the next new thing. Yeah. And something that I absolutely love about ancestral traditions and Ayurveda is that 
it's all about keeping it simple. And I did an yes. Instagram post about this. It's the answers to health are simplistic. Yeah. Just recognizing that the mind is going to take you away from simple. Mm. Your heart is going to guide you back. And something that you mentioned about Ayurveda and yoga for those who are unaware is that they're very closely linked. They're kind of like sister sciences and yoga isn't the asana. Yeah. Mm. Which is just the posture. So mm. yoga isn't warrior one or warrior two or Paschimottanasana or whatever it might be. Mm. Yoga is life. Yoga is how you apply elements of the yoga philosophy into your life. Mm. And me practicing yoga now for seven years I've only just really embodied and realized this in the last year of my practice. And mm. I practice consistently. It's part of my routine mm. and discipline comes into routine. So thanks for sharing your routine. Mm. You, when it comes to the discipline and separating the mind, that mm. all, like you were saying, comes back to the process of discipline and routine, which is doing the same simple things on a daily basis. And you talk about your mantras right so mm. that people are probably thinking how do you do that for two hours <laughs> i know that you don't do that for two hours straight yeah every day it's a broken practice as in the, the sense that it's done in different sections throughout yes. the day yeah because you also homeschool your four kids you really yep. are the mum who does it all is except talk- baking i, I don't baking. Bake. <laughs> you cook you just like <laughs> talk about routine yeah um, like when it comes to Ayurveda and the principles of Ayurveda, how does routine come into balancing your body for yourself? I think, as I mentioned earlier, it takes the guesswork out of life in general, you know, and I think for me, I realized that the more I leaned into the daily routine, which seems really like simple and boring of eating at morning, noon and night and um, doing an hour of meditation in the morning and then another hour in the evening when the kids go to bed. It seems like when you would look at it from the outside, how do I keep up with this? How do I keep up with this? But in the beginning, it does feel like discipline. And then once the practice becomes a bit more firmly established and you taste the fruits, it's like you start to feel more depth in your routine and you feel more depth in your meditation practice. And it's something to fall back into and it's something to come home to. And, um, and I think in this day and age where everything is instant gratification, it's hard for people to grasp that, you know, that concept. And it's, it's been 12 years now that that format has been my life. Um, And I really, really do credit so much to it for, my ability to create and to be there for other people and you know with meditation and looking after yourself properly you you do feel grounded and whole so you know like that's why I branded my business live to serve academy because it is about you know I will always be a service provider I will always be in a role professionally where I'm providing service to others and I work with service providers but the other the depth of that brand as well is that, you know, that desire to serve and wanting to help others is a natural tendency of the soul. That's just who we are on a fundamental level. And, you know, that's where I find life and that's where I find, you know, live to serve and serve to live. (laughs) It's kind of like the disciplines support that. And so even though it feels 
you know, it's like any of those ancient traditions of chop wood, carry water. It's like you initially it's, it's a discipline and it's a practice, but then you realize over time that you're starting to incrementally notice more or feel more or have more insight or clarity of some kind comes or more tolerance or patience comes, um, you know, very wax on wax off karate kid kind of you know you got to keep showing up and you got to keep putting in the time and doing the things and Ayurveda is so much like that and health and wellness is so much like that and we talk a lot about that in ATC about the drip 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 on the rock effect you know it feels like you're just showing up every day doing the same damn old things but eventually you start to notice that drip 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 eroding into the rock and creating a canyon so um, that's very much how I approach health and why I work with people long-term as well. And that, you know, I don't make any promises about 12 weeks or eight weeks or any of that sort of stuff, even though you can do a lot in that time. But I always wanted to create a container for reality of like, okay, if you're really going to embrace this lifestyle and come back to yourself and align with nature, that takes time. And you've kind of got to adopt the pace of nature as cliche as that sounds for that to happen in a steady flow where you don't bounce back. So, and for that, you know, and, and I think um, that's hard for people to get their head around because we've been so conditioned to have a quick fix. So we have the fast pill, the quick fix, and the most challenging thing with getting to know yourself and your body is to sit in that yes to sit Ugh. in how you feel to see yeah. the fact that you are bloated or you have constipation or you have acne or whatever it might be that your cycle sign is yeah is to actually just be comfortable in getting dirty in the mud mm. because you have to work through the dirt and when you mentioned about nature it comes back to the philosophy that nothing in nature rushes, but everything still gets done. Yeah. And if you take a simple approach to your health, which is a, like, it's completely Ayurvedic. Yeah. But the simple things done on a repetitive basis will create the most change. It's the yes. things we do every single day that count, not the things that we do sometimes. Yes. And I wanted to mention as well and reiterate like through my healing process where I went from literally coming out of hospitalization to falling pregnant 18 months later, I had been moved from one state to another, left everything behind, straight out of rehab, overcoming mental illness, had no money behind me, couldn't, I was living like living with family and stuff. I couldn't afford the latest fad herbs. I couldn't afford to go to a naturopath. I couldn't afford to go to an Ayurvedic doctor. I literally read books that I borrowed from the library and applied the practical things like just eating right and just aligning with nature because that's all I could, that's all I could manage to do. I didn't, I couldn't go and do a punch karma or a detox or um, call in help. I couldn't afford any of that sort of stuff. And it actually was a blessing in disguise because it brought me back to what can I do? And that was the simplicity of going, well, this is what nature says align here. And so this is what I do with my clients now. And this is literally the process of Ayurvedic transformation coaching is bringing people back to that mm -hmm. simple state. And they want to go here and they want to do that. And then they hear this other thing. And I'm like, just bring it back to this, just bring it back to the simplicity and it blows their mind. But so much of the process of disease and the disease state and the symptoms just dissolve like they just go as soon as they come back into alignment with nature and their their own self 
it's like a lot of that complexity is just gone. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, being the anchor, always coming home to the anchor yeah. of what is the simplistic things. And it, when you tie that back into cycle health, like so for me as an Ayurvedic coach and a women's cycle health coach, an educator, how do I put Ayurveda into cycle education? It's applying the Ayurvedic philosophies around keeping things simple and bringing Mm. it back to nature and that your body actually has all the answers. You just have to quieten the mind, step into the body and actually realize, hang on a second, what if I did just eat that way? Or Mm. if I did just do that breathing practice, or Mm. if I did just let my body rest when it's asking for the rest. Yeah. Yeah, so there's so many, like, we could honestly talk about this forever. Yes. But I do, uh, I know a question that people who are listening and they're going to be thinking about Ayurveda, they want to know about the doshas. Yes. Everyone is so dosha-driven. And I know that, like, through studying with um, Live to Serve, there is so much education around doshas and understanding doshas. But what are Mm -hmm. your top tips for people who are like, all right, I want a daily routine. This is what my dosha says I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your insight into allowing your doshas to create a healthy daily routine for you? I would say for anyone who is exploring that, the first point of call is to always just create a normal routine. Like don't even worry about your dosha because first you need to have routine to support. Like if you don't, if you can't, if you can't even be disciplined in creating a simple daily routine, you're not going to understand the complexities of the dosha. You're not going to be able to actually be in the state of consciousness or awareness to actually um, feel and attune to the subtleties of the doshas. And you'll get more confused and more overwhelmed when really so much of the work is done in just that simple daily routine. And once you've got that down, then start looking into your doshas and you're going to have you're going to be in a much better place to actually feel the benefits of of balancing your doshas. Everybody wants to skip to the end, yeah, the exciting thing. But really, in a physiological sense, if you are really out of balance and you really want to know, definitely go and see an Ayurvedic doctor, get your pulse done, get a lifestyle plan from them, them, and they will literally tell you to get into a routine and eat this, 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 and this, and it's quite simple. But... I've always I've found in working with people that there's still a gap there in behavior. You can know what your dosha needs to the t- cows come home, but it's the implementation consist- consistently over time, like three months or more of that daily routine that is actually going to really do the most um, foundational good for your mental state, for your overall sense of well-being. And I think too, like. Um, you know, in ATC, we talk, I make transformation coaching, I talk more about the maha gunas and the mode of goodness. And mm-hmm. really for anyone, like as a key takeaway from this whole podcast, the best thing you can do for yourself is create that daily routine founded in the mode of goodness. So drop the processed foods, go to bed on time, you know, go to bed between 10 and 11, get up between 5.30 and 6.30 sometime, um, exercise every day. Exercise every day. Like I can't believe how many people... Just don't exercise move your body just exercise yeah <laughs> and stick to whole foods stick to whole vegetarian foods and drop the processed stuff and watch how much your body just transforms do that for a month first um and notice how that affects your cycle as well because i know like just bringing it back to my own cycle 
um, going through all that healing from PCOS and mental illness and having to change everything in my lifestyle, um, I now can see very clearly every time I have my period each month, I get a little window. And this is what, this is the Ayurvedic approach to our cycle as well is that your period every month is a little window indication to your health. So if you are, if you get your period and you're getting cramps, if you're like wanting to rip your husband's face off, if you are <laughs> like on the couch with a bucket of ice cream and like ugly crying, all acne, you know, um, bloating, pains, pain, yeah, all cramps, that sort of stuff headache. is actually yeah. indication that there is armor or toxins in the body, and it's not normal, and that could have been carried over from childhood. It's not just now, like so because I have gone through a lot and done all the detoxing and stuff over time, now it's gotten to a point where I have zero symptoms for my period. Like I'll wake up and be like, oh, that's why I was tired two days ago and now I have my period and I have no pain. I just feel really vulnerable and like I need cuddles and I want to relax and I take a couple of days off any heavy lifting work, no creativity, just kind of chill, do bare minimum and then I'm kind of back up on my feet again. But I know when I'm pushing myself too much because um, the week before my period, I'm craving chocolate. I will, like you can tell this period that I had last week, I've still got remnants of being out of balance. <laughs> I will break out with pimples, um, like cystic kind of polycystic ovary type pimples. Um, I have, I will get cramping and lower back pain during period. Um, but then I'll go, okay, I need to, I obviously overdid it last month, whether it was through just eating whatever I wanted to eat, drinking too much coffee, staying up too, too late, working too hard, whatever it is. And then I will just make a mental note of that and go, okay, cool. Back to no coffee anymore. Back to no sugar anymore. The things that I know work for me. And then the next period, it'll be completely painless, pain-free, clear skin, no, no worries. So I, I just love that about the simplicity of allowing our period not to be, uh, you know, a burden, but actually we're so lucky that we can get this indication every month as to how our health is, you know, and we can choose to ignore it or we can choose to actually make a few little lifestyle changes and it can really affect the trajectory of our health for the rest of our life massively let your cycle be your guide and you're so spot on every time you and it's not just when you bleed because you have like as the ladies know who are listening there's four different phases to our cycle but when you are menstruating in your bleeding time as a woman when you have a natural bleed not even a period bleed your body can actually you recognize your symptoms you're more in tune you have more intuition and bringing yourself to balance really comes down to checking in going, hang on a second, how am I feeling? What things have changed? All right, what can I do to bring myself back to balance? Which is what Ayurveda is, bringing yes. you back to your center of balance. Yes. And it's all about bringing it like literally into alignment. Mm -hmm. But if you're not tuning into your cycle, you don't know that, right? You totally so, miss it. Yeah. Exactly. And so I just want to finish touching on the base of the doshas. Yeah. Because so many people today are very, um, what's the right way to say this? driven by I'm a Vada, I have to take the, I have to do these Vada things or I'm a Kapha and I need to do these Kapha balancing things. 
but we're all doshas. We're not just mm-hmm. one dosha. Mm-hmm. And what's your little message about your doshas? I know you mentioned about keeping the routine as first and foremost, yep. but in understanding when people have the drive, oh, I am this dosha, I need to do this. What would yep. you say to those types of people? Because I know you've got some great guidance. To <laughs> um, so I guess not to let it become a dosha diet where we become fixated on the externalization of what we should be doing. Because I think one thing I've learned with health and <clears throat> even relating to period health as well is like, that, you know, we need to be in a state of observation as opposed to fixation around, I must do this or the book says this, you know, and when you get fixated on stuff, you're actually denying your body intelligence and you're actually denying that intuitiveness to choose with second nature and to develop that second nature of knowing in this moment right now, this is what will feel balancing for me. And I always use the, ex- the example of Ayurveda comes down to choosing balance in every moment, like we were talking about earlier. It comes down to balance. And how we create that is through opposing qualities and whatever we've got going on internally or whatever we've got going on externally, finding a way to harmonize our environment with our body, whether it's through food or the climate that we're in or the way we dress, the association that we take. And so it's like, if you can think of when I say polar opposites coming together, um, like yin and yang type thing, um, it's like when you have, uh, you're running a bath and it's too hot. You've got all this hot water flowing and you're like, oh, it's unbearable. I can't stand this. It's, it's burning, you know, and then you just moderate it by turning on cold until you can touch it and you're like, perfect. This is beautiful. I can't wait to get in. So it's about understanding those qualities in life more than anything the qualities that those opposing qualities that are in existence in nature around us and within our body and in our mind and learning to choose through that very simple technique of opposing quality. Um, Just like on a hot summer's day, you crave icy poles, you know, or on a cold winter's day, you crave hot tea. We have that intelligence in us and essentially balancing your doshas, that's what you have to do. And, and yeah, I just can't reiterate enough. Like if you are really, really wanting to know more about your dosha and you really want to have a dosha diet and you want to be in that space, just make sure you go to an Ayurveda doctor first because you could be getting it wrong, girlfriend, <laughs> and like do more damage than good. So, so much more damage. Yeah. And that's the benefit, like, like you said earlier about the working with an Ayurvedic doctor, it misses a lot of the connection. That's what the support of a coach is really beneficial. I know that's the work you do. That's the work I do. Yeah. It's about having someone who can support you as you progress and start to implement your routine and understand, oh, so you have this section down pat now. Let's work on this next yes. simple step. And yeah. then let, let's do this and then let's explore. Okay, hang on. You understand the steps, but what's holding you back in your behavior from actually executing the simple Exactly. Step? That's mm-hmm. what an Ayurvedic coach does. Yes. Um, now we're nearly out of time, but I have a question I need to ask you as we conclude. Mm-hmm. Talk about so much stuff, but you just keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> as you and I do all the time. But what are three guiding tips that you would give to your younger self that you wish you had when you started out menstruating as a teen or a tween and learning about your body as a female? Mm. Go borrow a book on Ayurveda. <laughs> yes go and get robert swoboda's book ayurveda for women um then 
also allowing myself to be vulnerable during that time and to be okay with having needs um, and voicing them, which is something that I've finally only just kind of started doing as an adult a few years ago. Um, and then third would be to be more open about it with my friends and family, I guess, and just to be okay with talking about it and relating so that you're not sort of feel like you're going through it on your own. Because I remember I was a gymnast when I got my period late. I think I was like almost 15. And, um, yeah, it was like overwhelming <laughs> and freaky and like full on and psychologically like, whoa, even though all my friends were menstruating already and stuff, like it was just a really... I just, I don't know why I got so, had so much insecurity about it or shame or tabooness, but yeah, I really feel like now with my friends being able to talk about it openly is just like really great way to relate and connect and not feel like it's something that you don't talk about. We all come from a period. Like if periods didn't exist, <laughs> exist, we wouldn't exist, literally. I talk about this all the time. Yeah, I yeah. Love, I love that you mentioned that. Let's normalise talking about it. Hence yes. the purpose of this podcast, Yeah, this whole show. Yeah. Um, so, Sammy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for asking me to be on. Beautiful little insights into Ayurveda. We'll definitely have to have you back because I know you've got so much value to add. But for the listeners who are listening, how could they find you? Like how could they connect with you? Um, I am a social media butterfly. I love personal <laughs> private conversations. Like come find me on social media on Facebook, especially my private profile. Don't message my Facebook page. Find me on my private profile, Samantha Doyle. You'll see, um, my profile pic with my daughter and I, um, yeah. Or live to serve.com.au. Check me out there and fill out a contact form and yeah, I'd love to chat to anyone who has any questions, especially yeah. like if you're going through stuff, I want to help. Like just shoot your questions out. And I encourage you to do that because as a friend, I know Sam is so giving and literally that's her purpose is to serve others. So all the, um, the links to connect with Sam will be in the show notes that you can grab off the website. Now, yeah. before we go, I know you've got a special offer for anyone who's interested in dabbling in and learning a little bit more about Ayurveda. I know it was something I was very passionate about learning about six years ago and I'm glad that I've done my, my study and I'm certified and it's now a big part of what it is that I teach. Yep. But what can you offer to our listeners today? If they so, because I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I just thought it'd be really cool. I've got a, I have a big mastermind certification program, um, but that's a really big commitment. And if you want to dip your toe in the water and you're not sure about Ayurveda because it is a big commitment, um, I have a course, a short course called Ayurvedic Psychology. It's a little 30-hour certification, and that will be half price for any of Gem's listeners. So it's a really nice way to tap into understanding what we were talking about with the separation of mind and um, understanding your mind and understanding how you can actually create vibrant mental health through your lifestyle practices. So a lot of the things we talk about routine and we talk about the doshas and the mahagunas, so you get to touch on all of those things and walk away with something that you can as like implement or if you're a yoga teacher or a mother or parent, it gives you something to start with and work with instead of going through like hundreds of books or the internet or blogs or whatever. It'll give you something really tangible that I've implemented with myself but also with clients over the past 10 years as well. And this is just like the little tidbit version that can get you started. 
and it's a really great little 30 hour course. So if you're interested in that, just reach out to Sam at live to serve academy.com link will be in the show notes and just quote well women. So she knows where you've come from and yeah. make sure you say hi. Cause I know she'd love to connect with you, but thank you so much for joining us, Sammy. Thank you so I much. So much love for you. And here's love to like you. the next big steps of Ayurveda in the world. Next big thing, baby. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, Body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.